You are listening to the Salty Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Anas Kesto. I'm salty not just because Jesus says you're the salt of the earth, but also because I'm salty in the sense that I'm watching the culture shift towards this progressive ideology, and it's becoming more anti-Christian by the day, and it's been slowly destroying our Christian values. I'm also salty because I'm watching Catholics become very lukewarm in their faith and not standing up and defending against this secular culture. So I'm here to sprinkle in a little bit of flavor. Alright, let's begin. You know what group of people really bothers me? Squishy, soft Catholics who criticize other Catholics that are out there defending the faith just because they're not preaching in a way that they think is appropriate. They see attacks on the church, whether it comes from atheists, Protestants, or even progressive, liberal, secular, Catholics, whatever they want to call themselves. And those are the ones that are systemically trying to destroy the church from within. They'll see them talking all their talk, but they want to criticize guys like me for fighting back. And I get this a lot. I'll get people saying things like, Ennis, you know, I really appreciate what you do and I totally agree with what you're saying, but, you know, you have to be uh, maybe a little less uh, sarcastic because it just comes off very mean when you're talking to people. You should approach people with love, just like Jesus, and not use some harsh language. Oh, okay. So let's just keep ignoring fools who have been told that they're wrong over and over again by many people, but continue to publicly preach lies about Catholicism anyway. Do they honestly think it's more loving and charitable to allow these people to spread lies about Catholicism and risk them pulling someone away from the truth, rather than exposing their foolishness at the risk of sounding a little bit mean? And it goes without saying, there is a huge difference between talking to someone, whether it's a stranger or someone you're familiar with, and you're having a bit of a disagreement and you're just being a jerk to them for no reason at all. Like they'll say something you disagree with, or maybe they're a little bit wrong about Catholicism and you just straight away start name-calling and bullying them. There's a huge difference between that and talking to someone that you've been nice to once, twice, three times, many times over, and you try to have a fruitful and respectful dialogue with them, but they continue to mock the faith and be disrespectful. This person clearly isn't trying to have a conversation with you at this point. You see, I've talked to many people in my life, whether on social media, at a Bible study, or any type of setting where the conversation is public. And there are people who, no matter how nice you are to them, no matter how many times you politely tell them that they're wrong, And you show them from scripture, from church teachings, from logic, etc. Yet they refuse to acknowledge the truth. And not only that, they just start to bully you in the middle of the conversation, labeling you things like hateful, homophobic, transphobic, or whatever the new phobic term is of the day that they learn off the internet. They label you those things, that way, no matter what comes out of your mouth, it's automatically filled with hate and lies. They don't even have to have a conversation with you at this point, they could just dismiss it. So I don't waste time talking nicely to those kind of people, because at that point, I know there isn't anything more I can do. But at the very least, what I could do is show the people listening to the conversation how foolish their worldview is. I get to show people how hypocritical their ideas are. If I can't get through to the person I'm talking to, I may as well use their bad ideas against them and shine a light on the truth for others to see. And here's the thing, when I use their ideas against them, I end up sounding harsh because their ideas are harsh and fruitless to begin with. So when faced with those type of people, it's perfectly okay to bring out some of that righteous anger. St. Paul tells us in the letter to the Ephesians, If you are angry, let it be without sin. The sun must not go down on your wrath. Do not give the devil a chance to work on you. That's to say that anger becomes sinful when it evolves to um, resentment, hostility, revenge, any kind of destructive behavior. Anger that leads to hostility and revenge are sinful ways of seeking justice, but anger with righteousness seeks to bring the truth. Now let's go back to the whole, you know, Jesus taught us to love and not be mean idea. 
usually they'll see me talking to someone who's being rude and disrespectful and ignorant. And, and I get a little bit sarcastic with that person and start using some humor just to show how foolish their ideas are. And all they want to do is focus on the way I speak to that person. Will those same people have a problem with Jesus if he were to say something mean? If Jesus talked the way I talked, would they have an issue with him? Well, but Ennis, uh, Jesus was never mean to people. Really? Have you even read the gospel? <laughs> Jesus calls Pharisees fools, hypocrites, and at that time, those are pretty close to being derogatory terms. For example, the Greek word for fool is moros, which is where we get the word moron from. Jesus calls religious leaders morons right to their face in front of people. He calls them hypocrites. Today, we take the word hypocrite to mean someone who says one thing but then does another. At that time, it was a lot deeper than that. The word hypocrite comes from the Greek word hypocrite, which translates to stage actor. Jesus calls these religious leaders, these Pharisees and scribes and the priests, he calls them stage actors, as in the way that they behave is just an act. None of it is real. He's accusing them of purposely lying to the public so that they can gain something in return, mainly money and fame. Now, just think about the implications here for a moment. Jesus, who at the time, at least by the Pharisees, uh, they thought that he was just an ordinary man who taught some things and had some followers and he spoke about God. And actually even many people who thought he was just an ordinary man who was a great teacher and uh, teaching good things about God. And this Jesus was calling those who are in charge of the faith morons and actors who are deceiving people and leaving them astray just to gain some money, fame, and power. They literally wanted to have him killed for that. These Pharisees and scribes didn't care that he was going around preaching things. There were many people who were preaching some things that they disagreed with. But because they were so self-centered, they only cared about him because he was exposing them for the fools and the hypocrites that they really are. And eventually they succeeded in getting him killed. Huh. Does that sound a bit familiar in today's world? You know, people going after someone they disagree with after they made them look like fools in front of people and exposing their foolish ideas just to destroy their livelihood in any way, shape, or form? <coughs> Castle culture. <coughs> so whether it's a liberal Catholic criticizing the faith because it's not as watered down as they like it to be, or whether it's a Protestant or a non-Christian saying things like, oh, I thought Jesus teaches you Christians to be loving and respectful. How dare you speak to me this way? First of all, you fool. You know nothing about scripture if you're saying this, especially the ones that call themselves Christians who say such foolish things. People will throw this in your face that Jesus taught us to love everyone and turn the other cheek. Sure, he did that. But he also called people fools and hypocrites, and he flipped tables when necessary. Jesus used his anger in a righteous way, and so should you. In Matthew 21, we read Jesus gets angry at people in the temple, and he even says to them, It is written, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of thieves. And then he flips tables and chases people out with whips. <laughs> oh man, now that's not Christ-like, is it? it? Sounds pretty judgmental, eh? Jesus was angry. These people were exploiting the faithful to get them to buy things, exploiting people's belief in God and their willingness to do good in order to fulfill their selfish needs. So he flipped the tables on them and chased them out with whips. And why shouldn't we do the same? I mean, in a metaphorical sense, of course. I'm not telling you to, to go out and find a, a table at your local parish and flip it and start whipping the parish council members just to make a point. But why shouldn't we get angry with Catholics who are exploiting people's vulnerabilities to get them to buy into terrible ideas that are not only contrary to scripture, but they're destructive to the soul? Father James Martin, I know I've brought him up many times, but he's the first one that comes to mind. He exploits those that are confused about their sexuality, I don't know, to probably sell some books and do some media interviews. All the Hollywood Catholics love him, which should be a red flag in and of itself. But do you see what I mean? Are we just going to sit and take it because people tell us Jesus taught us to love and not be mean? Jesus would never say things like this. <laughs> oh, my sweet summer child.
we just saw from Matthew 21 how Jesus got angry and called people thieves and flipped tables. And if that's not enough, let me read you Matthew chapter 23, verses 13 through 29. I know it's a bit long, but it's totally worth it, and you'll see exactly why these religious leaders wanted to have him killed. So Jesus goes on a rant, and he goes, But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither enter yourself nor allow those who would enter go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you traverse sea and land to make a single proselyte, and when he becomes a proselyte, you make him twice as much child of hell as yourself. Woe to you, blind guides, who say, If anyone swears by the temple, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold of the temple, he is bound by the oath. You blind fools, which is greater, the gold or the temple that made the gold sacred? And you say, If anyone swears by the altar, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift that is on the altar, he is bound by the oath. You blind men, for which is greater, the gift on the altar or that that makes the gift sacred? So he who swears by the altar swears by it and everything on it. And he who swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. And he who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you tithe mint and dill and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith, those you ought to have done without neglecting the others, you blind guides, straining out gnats and swallowing a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you cleanse the outside of the cup and of the plate, but inside you are full of extortion and rhapsody. You blind Pharisees, first cleanse the inside of the cup and of the plate, that the outside may also be clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead men's bones and uncleanliness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous, saying, If we lived in those days of our fathers, we would not have taken part with them in shedding of the blood of the prophets. Thus you witness against yourself that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measures of your fathers, you serpents, you brood of vipers. How are you to escape being sentenced to hell? Therefore I sent you prophets and wise men and scribes, some of whom you kill and crucify, and some you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute them out of town, that upon you may come all righteous bloodshed on earth, from the blood of the innocent Abel to the blood of Zechariah's son, Barakiah, whom you murdered between the sanctuary and the altar. Truly I say to you, all this will come upon this generation. <laughs> wow. Look at all the name-calling by Jesus. He's so mean and not Christ-like. You know, he should act more like Jesus. It's like the only version of Jesus these people know. It's the one where he says, love your neighbor. They totally ignore the Jesus that flips tables or the Jesus that tells people if they cause others to sin, especially the little ones, the children, that it's better for them to tie a millstone around their neck and be thrown into the lake. Or the Jesus that cursed the fig tree for not producing fruit and making it wither. Or the Jesus that called these religious leaders hypocrites, fools, blind guides, whitewashed tombs, serpents, brood of vipers. They'll ignore all these things and only come to a guy like me and tell me that I'm using sarcasm and humor to talk to people who are making an absolute joke out of scripture and that I'm being mean to them. Give me a break. They want to criticize guys like me and many of the speakers within our community for going out there and speaking a harsh truth to people who resent Catholicism in the first place. Now just imagine Jesus today saying things like, Woe to you Catholics, hypocrites, who say you care for all types of life but support abortion. 
Woe to you priests, hypocrites, who cause confusion among believers by preaching acceptance and tolerance of sinful behavior. Woe to you Christians, hypocrites, who preach to love your enemy but want to destroy the lives of those who disagree with you. I bet if Jesus came today and said those things, you'll have people saying, well, that's just not Christ-like of you. <laughs> fools. Fools. Anyway, Catholics, please stop being cowards when it comes to preaching the gospel, especially to other Christians. See, what they do is exactly what the Pharisees would do. They take a Bible verse to justify bad ideas so that when you criticize them, they can accuse you of criticizing the Bible and they'll be nasty about it. Don't take it on the chin. Well, but Jesus has turned the other cheek. Yeah, he did. But he didn't mean that no matter what somebody's doing to us, we just look the other way, ignore it, and not take any kind of action. He's using it as a hyperbole because in that same exact chapter, he tells us to pluck out our eye and cut off our arm if they cause us to sin. Do you think he's telling you to do that literally? For centuries now, we've been watching the secular world do its thing. And the more they make sin accessible, the more they destroy the world. They mock us and say that we're overreacting. For example, they laughed at us when we said that legalizing gay marriage will be a slippery slope, that more bad will come of this. And look what's happening. Hypersexualization of children and confusing people about their sexual identity. We said pornography is bad and they laughed at us. But it's been destroying marriages and putting people in depression. Sexual impurity being celebrated. Our kids are being indoctrinated with this crap. All while we just sit back being fooled by the enemy into thinking, oh, I'll just play nice, and if they listen, great, but if not, oh well, what can we do? You know, we, we don't want to push back too much because, uh, you know, they'll attack us and say th mean things about us. Well, guess what? You did that, and they still attacked you and still said mean things about you and still made you look like the bad person. So stop it. Fight back. Fight with the truth of the gospel. Use anger righteously for true justice and retribution. And I'm not promoting any violence in any way, but St. Nicholas, good old Santa Claus, he punched a dude named Irenaeus in the face in the Council of Nicaea just for being a heretic. True story, look it up. So express your anger righteously, just maybe with a little less punching. But don't be afraid for what the world will do to you for speaking the truth with righteous anger. Jesus was killed because of it. The worst that will happen to you is someone will call you a mean name and kick you off of social media. Stop being silent and speak up. And if you're too afraid to do that, then for God's sake, don't stop others from doing it, you fool. <sighs> okay, I'm calm, I promise. But that brings me to the end of the episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please make sure you keep me in your prayers as I always keep you in mind. I love you guys so much and thank you for your support. But please don't forget to also check out and support our other ECRC podcasts. We have the Catholic Avengers by Jeff and Pilar, and we have the Right to be Catholic by the whitewashed tomb that is Sean A.R. I love you all, God bless you all, and be salty. <laughs>